The market isn't shifting, it's shifted. On episode 43 of Mega Real Estate Talk, we talk about what you need to know right now to make sure you stay in this business for the next few years. You're listening to Mega Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker, your source for an honest, insightful look into Central Virginia's real estate market. Combined, Jared and Galen have over 20 years sales experience, as well as hundreds of testimonials from clients past and present who rely on them for advice and assistance when buying and selling homes in today's incredibly hot and competitive real estate market. And now, your host... Jared Davis and Galen Parker. I am Jared Davis. And I am Galen Parker. What is wrong with you today? <laughs> My audio sounds so weird right now. Is bad? Okay. It's like loud. I was like, ugh. Oh, you turned him, me down and not him. It sounds like I've got like a couple of Jareds in my head. I told you it was running ahead of time. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm still Galen Parker. There we go. There this we go. This is Mega Real Estate Talk. I am Jared Davis. This is Galen Parker, the Davis Group at EXP Realty. Uh, coming to you with the latest real estate training to help you grow your business. If you haven't already, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure you like and subscribe. If you want to uh, throw some topics out there in the comments, let us know what you want us to talk about, what you need help with. If you're listening on your favorite podcast channel, station, app, make sure you like, subscribe, review, Bing. and also find us on YouTube, Mega Agent Academy. On YouTube, you can find our channel. We also have one called Living in Richmond, Virginia as another channel that's a little more local. Galen, what's new in your world? Uh, you know, there's a lot. I, I wanted to take the time. Uh, yesterday, I just was pouring through like the Living in Richmond channel or Living in Vir Richmond, Virginia spelled out channel. Um, so many comments that I don't think I ever like even saw just going through like the videos and it was pretty cool. People were like, can you do one of these in Brander Mill? Can you do one of these in Forest Hill? I saw like that and I was like, yes, we all, yes, we can do all these things. We will give you, uh, what you want. So thank you for everyone who's been listening, who's been tuning in. Uh, I think my new monologue is going to be your Realtor's favorite realtor, one half of best friend team up, because mm. I think we're hearing people scream out best friend team up in the craziest places. I have, I have an idea. Can I, I tell, can I tell a story? I think we who need wants to, to go first? I think we need. All to right, Mike, we'll listen to your idea first. I think we need you t-shirts. I don't wear t-shirts. I need all okay. kinds of branded merchandise that I don't have yet. So I say you know. face tats. Too much, yeah. <laughs> All right. Jared, tell us, uh, drop some knowledge of something magical that happened uh, in a small little tiny town. I'm not sure if you guys heard of Dallas, Texas. So we were in Dallas, Texas. Uh, if you don't know, we're filming this from Richmond, Virginia, so we have no market share in Dallas, Texas, right nope. this second. Zero zip. We were down there for a Tony Robbins conference with EXP. One of our guys flies out Tony every year for us, and it's amazing. If you ever want to see Tony Robbins live, it's one of the cheapest times to do so because tickets are dirt cheap. Reach out to us. We'll get you in on the next Tony Robbins event. Um, but we were down there for this. There was a Tom Ferry summit going on at the same time. If you don't know who Tom Ferry is, he's another big real estate coach in town or in the country, rather. Uh, they do summits all over uh, the country, I guess, each year a couple times. So this was going on separate conference, not EXP Tony Robbins, Tom Ferry. So there was just a flood of real estate agents in Dallas. Me and Galen went out for barbecue one night. We were sitting there. It's just two young lads hitting the town. Deep Ellum. Uh, shout out to Deep Ellum. The nice music scene, bar <laughs> scene, all that good stuff. Um, we were having our barbecue, and an, a guy walks up to us at the table. Never seen this man in my life. Not friends with him on Facebook. Or he actually scared me. And he when was he like, first came up, and I was he like, looks uh -oh. at us, he's like, best friend team up. 
He's like, no way. Your realtor's favorite realtor to Galen. What? And I was like, I was, I was grasping for my mace. I was like, yes. And I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, that's correct. And then he's like, I'm a realtor in Richmond. I'm down here for the summit. And I was like, nice. And I was like, are we friends on Facebook or something? He was like, nope. And he was like, your marketing is going to the wrong place. Cause he's like, I'm a realtor and I'm seeing it. And I was like, bro. I am in a barbecue restaurant in Dallas, Texas, and you just came up to my table to talk to me. I was like, I'm pretty sure our marketing dollars are doing everything I want them to do. And then he's like, can I eat with you guys? I was like, sit down. And then he hung out with us for like the rest of the night. This <laughs> makes me feel real good. I mean, it was fantastic. So I, Every time like I think about that story, like the, right when we get to the moment, he's like, can I sit with us? And we'd have been like, no. It's <laughs> like, didn't you just say you saw? I was like, nah, man. It's like, do you remember two years ago when we talked about this? We're icons. You know? Crazy. I mean, it's like it's crazy. I love it. I love it because it's working. And you know, if you're watching this and you haven't looked at you know video content, how to film these things, you should really be looking into stuff for YouTube, podcasting, you know, TikTok, whatever you're doing. Video is the answer. In 20 years, when everybody that says video is not the answer is dead, and everybody that's <laughs> left in your market share is doing everything on video, you should be you know probably figuring it out, right? I mean, we pick up so much stuff now from people that just. Find us. We've got showings tomorrow with somebody off of YouTube. Somebody else when we were this in Dallas called us happy. off of YouTube. Yeah, so I was telling just, the uh, the team, what is it, a Tuesday morning about just like video and stuff like that. And I was like, guys, I mean, no one looks at pictures anymore. Like our brains have now shut off. Like when I go on to like. My whole vacations are real now, guys. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. I was like, I just take a picture. I gotta, hold on. I got to take a reel. I got to put some trending music yeah, to this. Like, so they'll watch I, my I vacation. I was thinking about, like, so not too long ago, like, some friends of ours, maybe like a year ago, they got married. And so on, they've got, like, a little website, and there's, like, pictures. And then they're like, check out the video thing. I looked at zero pictures. I'm like, video. What's the fastest way I can import this information in my brain? And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Got it. Ooh, dance. Really? Drink. Ooh, cake. Got it. Boom. And I was like, that's how everything is now. Yeah. Um, this is why we have television because we want to turn on. We don't just see like pictures. It's like, oh, no, I need action, motion, picture. I want to hear voice, That's all right. that stuff. You're so. watching or listening to this right now. You get to search YouTube for it. Maybe you found us there. I mean, YouTube is the number two search engine behind Google nowadays. Why wouldn't we? And who owns YouTube? Well, I get a Google. lot of people are like, I, I just don't like to be on camera. Yeah. yeah. And maybe, I, maybe neither you, do I. Maybe you suck on camera, but at the end of the day, your sucky video better is better than nothing. your non-existent video, right? Yeah. I think we've done it. We've probably been running it long enough. We've got to get into this deep dive, don't you think? Seven get minutes. Deep on them. Seven minutes. Yeah, that's deep. Sorry for all the people that have just listened to us chatter for seven minutes. You love it. Deep dive. We appreciate that. Mike, give us the deep dive. I like this one, Mike. This is a good one. Oh, wow. Good choice. We're getting back on the right track with it. <laughs> Until the next podcast. <laughs> Until the next podcast where we castrate you on live podcasting. All right. Deep dive. The market is not shifting. It has shifted. Baby, bye, bye, bye. Can we get away with that? <laughs> get it. I don't think it's that bad. Is NSYNC on us? Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Well, so, uh, so here's the thing. Jesus. So here's the thing. We are in a place DJ in the market. Taylor, we, we are in a place in the market right now where everybody is, is trying to figure out what's going on. Is it going down? Is it going up? What's happening? And the fact of the matter is that wherever values go, the market shifted regardless. 
Yeah. People's mindsets have changed. Buyers' mindsets have changed. Interest rates have changed. The Fed is changing things with inflation. They're giving people ideas. So wherever values go in the next two years, I think whether they stay the same, stagnate, go up a little, go down a little, we're in a shift regardless that's going to happen. And if you are not prepared for the next two or three years in this business, you will probably be out of this business. It's funny that you you said that people's minds have changed because that to me is such a huge bearing on how a person looks at the market. Like right now, buyers, even if maybe the data is not 100% behind them, they feel in a better position. Yeah. And like, if you get enough buyers that are just like, I'm not offering over ass, then as a seller, you're just kind of like, wait, what? But no, there's so many more of you. And they're just like, yeah, we know. But this is how we feel. Like, I've got a house that's on the market right now, and we were just talking about it's it's so much is segmented as far as, like, area and mm-hmm. price. I've got a house that, and we'll talk about this extensively in a little bit, but I went deep on pricing of the house, and I almost had to, like, fight my seller a little bit on because they were just like, a million dollars. And I'm like, well, let's take a deep breath. It's 220. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 150, <laughs> right? So, like, I, I, I priced it in my opinion, correctly. And so I got a guy yesterday and he was like, hey, so, uh, you know, how I many you got any action on it? He was like, my, my buyer's thinking about uh, writing. And I'm like, well, between today, which was yesterday, was the first day of showings, and Monday, we've had 24 requested showings. And he was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. And I was like, you hear that in your voice? That's fear. <laughs> and I was like, but that's just, it's really about pricing and stuff like that. But the mentality, the fact that he came in with that energy really tells you like, oh, okay, they, they're they feeling a little bit different. And so I, I've been emulating the same thing with my buyers. I'm like, let's see what we can do. You know, let's let's push it. Let's see if we can push the seller a little bit. And yeah. it, it's, a, it's a mental chess match. And you need to be prepared for that because, as Jared said, it's not shifting. It shifted. Yeah, we showed seven houses yesterday, I think. Uh, me and Galen, best friend, team upped. Uh, a client Have we together. ever done that before? Uh, back in the day, sometimes okay. I feel like 2019 you know, we rolled through. Back together. when you were a weed trainee, before when you weren't my integrator and partner mm-hmm. in crime and business and life all across the board. Yeah, but uh, we looked at seven houses. Uh, were any of those houses nice? No, they suck. No, here, here's, no, no, no. here's the thing. For the price that they were listed at, they were not nice. That's what I was getting to. Sometimes you yeah. show cheap houses and they're not nice. These in our market are $400,000 houses, which is like an average price point for us, right? So you should get like an, a decent above yeah. average house. Not necessarily a starter house, not a, not an upper end house, but like a nice, like, hey, this could be a family home. You get a garage. You, everything should be good. No updated kitchens, no updated baths, terrible paint and everything. DIY stuff, some poor floors. One that you didn't even see, like they had moved stuff out. And I like bailed. Never cleaned, so there was just like trash under the couches that used to be there. Like there was like wrappers and like M&Ms and stuff just like on the car. And I was like, why didn't they just vacuum and throw some of this away? And the issue is that in January, you didn't need to. <laughs> because, <laughs> because your house could walk suck. Out. And there was, there was two weeks of inventory on the market. So people were still coming in and fighting to the death. <laughs> over these houses, and it didn't matter. And now we've reached a point where sellers are still greedy, and they're still unrealistic, and they still want the world, but they're also like, I also don't want to paint, clean my carpet, 
like move stuff, stage stuff, do anything, power wash, do anything I should do to make my house more presentable because the market's good. And then what happens, Galen, is you go in, you set up a showing, and what happens? The first thing you do is you look at what? The showing calendar. Mm-hmm. And in January, what was the problem? You'd go to show house. Couldn't get, I couldn't get it on the schedule. I'm like, All blocked uh, off. Nothing. How about, how about midnight on your child's birthday? How's how next that month? Work? Can yeah. I get in next month, even though you're considering offers in 48 hours, right? <laughs> now you look at the calendar, and there's like one little slot Wide taken. Wide open spaces. I got a song for every topic. I mean, you like to th- cut in with this. DJ Taylor Mayer. <laughs> yeah. So now you get in at any time. You can see that there's no hype on this property. You talk to the agent. They're like, well, we're pretty. We've got a lot of interest. And you're like, I can see that I'm your only showing on the calendar, you idiot. Don't that you, is my favorite you thing know in that, the whole world. Don't you know that I can see <laughs> the showing calendar? Yeah, we've schedule? got a lot of people that are uh, they're, they're thinking about it. I look at it. I'm like, I'm like, how many people tomorrow? I don't like six. And you look, there's like, nobody. Are like, they not using showing time? The thing <laughs> like, how, how are you keeping track of all of this interest? Like, is everyone not using it? It's like uh, when you buy a car and you're like, oh. Oh, well, someone just uh, looked at it and like, you better take it now. It's, it's like, like the Come fake on. hype. I'm like, you realtors and your fake hype are just so funny to me. And and to piggyback what you're saying, I feel like when I go into a house in our market, if the house is 350 or up, right, I just expect, I mentally demand that either the kitchen or the bathroom have to be updated. Just one or the other. I mean, you might not be able to do both. Now, if I go 400 up, mentally I'm demanding both of them should be touched or addressed. But yesterday we were walking in some of these houses are like 400,000. If I walk in your house and it's 400,000 and there's laminate on the on the kitchen on the counters, I'm just like uh they, Almost we've, all of them had laminate. Yeah, and I'm like we have a failure right now. And I'm like so I'm like okay, you know what? Don't worry. Let's go to this this bathroom cuz it's about to be banging. We're about to have bidets and all this stuff. We go in the bathroom. I'm like, "What?" Another note, when I feel like I don't want to get my shoes, (laughs) my shoes dirty on your floors. When I'm walking these Allen Edmonds, I'm like, maybe I should put the booties on. I'm going to put my booties on to protect my feet from your house, right? (laughs) Do we have like some flea covers I can wrap around my ankles and and calves as well? And so what we're just conveying is that we're we're imploring you as agents, you as sellers that listen, like guys, don't get caught. You're already like walking a dangerous tightrope of... Buyers being able to be mentally choosy, they're checking the schedule. They're seeing you don't have a ton of showings. Yep, it's like what else do you need to have to happen? I'm like, DOM is coming for you. Days on market, like that's going to start stacking up if you're not willing to do something because the market is not shifting; it's shifted. So if you're on the list side and you're the guy that's coming in and you're greedy seller saying, "No, I don't want to pay the buyer side commission at three percent. Let's give them two because mm. the market's softening," mm. and mm. I also don't want to paint and stage and clean and paint or do any of that stuff either. And I know you said the comp is four fifty because stuff was four hundred seven months ago. They went fifty over, and now the top of the line is four fifty, but we went four eighty. Right, you're setting yourself up, and I and I'm using these as examples. I've gone on 14 listing appointments in the last three weeks. One week I was out of town. Out of 14 appointments, I've watched no less than five or six of these people list at a lower buyer's agent commission at 30 to 40 to 50 thousand higher than I told them. And I don't want the listing. I'm happy I lost it. No problem. But if you're that listing agent that's going out and grabbing listings that aren't going to sell, you're going to put a bunch of money into marketing and time. And then you're not going to make any money and you're going to be out of the business. So you've got to learn to set realistic expectations for these sellers now. And if you're a listing agent that hasn't listed a house in six months, 
you really need to catch up and realize the market is different right this second. Yeah. And if you're telling the same the buyer, sellers the same thing you told them six months ago, you got to do nothing. You remember like back in the day where like we would get a, like a listing and we would be like, you know, we'll cover cleaning. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll bring our own cleaning company in there. Don't worry, we'll we'll take care of that. Like we're we're getting back to that because we're still in that weird place where sellers are just like, what? I need a vacuum. I yeah. need to do it. What's really awesome is that like my seller right now. After we had like some expectation, they conversations, they started saying like, oh, okay. And so now they were like cleaning, they're updating like some of the, you know, appliances in the kitchen, just doing things that you can do. That's not like a yeah. full bathroom renovation or a full kitchen renovation. They're doing what they can to kind of differentiate themselves from on the market. And I think, you know, by these showing requests, that's really showing them like, okay, your hard work's really paid off. Yeah. So here's the thing. Most of you guys watching this are probably doing even more buyers than sellers because it's just realistic that most agents are, are just heavier on the buy side. We are in a recession and heading into a deeper recession. It's happening. It is what it is. But here's the thing. In the last recession, 17% more millionaires came into the market. So there was an increase of millionaires by 17% in the last recession. See, we're going to be in this thing for the next three to four years. You get to choose, do I become a millionaire or just increase your net worth or do I let it go down, right? There was a 19% increase in the net worth of millionaires in the last recession. So that's where we make our money, right? Us millionaires are saying, okay, it's shifting. Where do I now put my focus to make sure I do that. And how do you do that? Well, you need to educate yourselves, right? As we go into this, this recession, as we go into this market shift, whether values stagnate, go up, go down, whatever, the mindsets have changed. So you need to adjust your model. You need to educate yourself. You need to double down on your fundamentals. What's working in your business? Double down on it. Do more. Don't do less. Yeah, very good. Double it. Act quickly. Act decisively. In the next 24 to 30 months, 30% of the agents in this market are going to be gone. 30%. Do you want to be a part of the 30% that's going to wait tables or looking for another job or going back to hourly rate because you didn't do this stuff? So, Jared, let's, let's kind of give... Um some tactical things that people can do. And, and you, you, you just touched on a little bit when I was thinking about like marketing. Now that we are in the shift, mm -hmm. what are some marketing things that people should be doing if you had to just throw out just some suggestions? Well, I think for sure, if you're not doing stuff on social media at this point, I mean, you're you're failing miserably. Yeah. Because if you're a Mike... Fair, I know it sounds harsh, but it's true. No, like if you're a Buffini guy, if you're any of these coaching programs that want you to get with your sphere, I mean, what are you really doing? You know, Buffini teaches... I mean, we don't do Buffini, but I mean, I've, I know his stuff. You know, they teach handwritten letters, right? 20 handwritten notes a month or whatever it is, right? That stuff's great. You should still do that stuff. But do you not realize that you can get in front of every single person in your sphere every single day if you just use social media? Why wouldn't you be doing this? It, it boggles my mind when people are like, well, I just don't know what to post. Yeah. I, I, that, that's, oh, my <laughs> so, God. I think of it like this. like So if you send me a handwritten note one day, I'm very, hey, thank you. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Jared. I really appreciate that. But then I think about someone else who sends me like I'm I log on to social media. It's like every day, every day, every day, all hours, all the time. Oh, just in your face, in your face, in your face. So it's just like, man, that's overwhelming. And I thought I can't think of the guy. I think his first name is Christian. He's with our level up group. Right. Mm -hmm. So the other a couple of weeks ago, he sent me a message just to me. 
hey, Galen, it's Christian. We, there's no benefit for him. It was just him being nice and just saying congratulations on something. Harris? Yes, Christian Harris. Thank Christian you. Christian Harris. Shout out to Christian Harris. You made, you changed my day. You changed my state for that day. It was very cool. But he sent me like a personalized message. It was like, hey, Galen, such and such. And I thought, this to me is more effective than a handwritten note because guess who doesn't check his mailbox every day? And like, guess who's like, I'm sure there's probably, there's someone right now listening to this is like, I sent Galen a card the other week. He hasn't said anything about I'm it. Like, and I was bills, like, bills, yeah, I'm like, bills, 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 bills. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, I'm not like really reading them. I'm like, and I'm like, I don't keep these cards. But that little thing, I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, you can do that too, right? What if you incorporated the same Buffini, you know, thing that you're doing, but you do it in a more updated version, yeah. right? You send someone something like that. that. That's just my suggestion. Be where the eyes are. All right, next, we talked about doubling down. If you're doing leads and they're working, why aren't you doing more leads, right? Look at your return on investment. This is the time when if you're doing stuff and you realize it's not working, you could be cutting it out because you could be spending a lot of money right this second on mm -hmm. something that's not making you any money. But then if you're doing something and you're getting a five times return on investment, why wouldn't you just double down and continue to do that? We went from a almost $0 realtor.com budget spend to $60,000 a year within about a four-month period this year because we brought in so many new agents, because we're dedicated to growing their business, to training, to upping our sales, even in a recession, so that next year when we're doing $100 million in sales, right, we're, we're on track for where we want to be. We had to double down and shift to make sure that we could accompany that business flow. So... The other thing I see is most agents are not having the amount of real estate conversations they need to have per week. I talk to agents all the time, whether they're on my team and they're in my morning huddles, and I'm asking them literally how many conversations did you have yesterday, or I'm talking to them about coming to EXP and I, I start talking about their business. How many conversations do you have? Oh, 10 a week. Hey, guess uh, what? You're not selling houses having 10 conversations a week. That's crazy to me, right? <laughs> 35 is the number for an agent to succeed in this business just to make it. But we're in a recession, so crank that number up. It needs to be like 50 conversations a week. So how do you do that? Three by five daily plan, all right? Three by five. You're going to contact five people you know every day. This is five days a week, Monday through Friday. That can be your past clients. That can be your sphere of influence, your friends, your family. But that's five people you talk to daily. That's not five calls. You're going to call until you talk to five, right? Five people you don't know. It's going to be your online leads, Zillow, Just Listed, Expireds, Fizbos, right? You're going to make calls until you talk to five people in that category. And then you're going to follow up and you're going to speak to five people that you've previously spoken with to get an appointment. That would be, again, these open house people you meet, you're following up with, your leads you're following up with, people you've shown houses to, your A leads, your B leads, five people. So if you've done that, can we do some math? How many conversations is that in a day? Three by five. Anybody? Someone tell say 15. Can someone say 15 for me? I wish we had like an audience. 15. Like yeah, right. you know what I mean? I was like. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an audience. Cut that out, Mike. <laughs> 15, right? And so. He's still learning buttons. 15. <laughs> He's like a little kid. He I just sees, he's like a little kid sees colors. He's just like, Ooh, that one. That one's terrible. Get uh, out of here. I told you it was a drum machine. I know. 15. That's 15 a day. So we talk to agents all the time. They're like maybe 10 to 15 a week. You're not going to be successful. Just by doing this three by five plan, you can have 15 conversations a day, right? 
That's a lot of conversations by the end of the week. How many is that, everybody? I mean, if you're swooping. Some more quick math? That's 75. 75. Good right. job. Um, Thank you. No. Thank you for throwing an answer out to me. Someone <laughs> like, give me an answer. I always Jesus. think I'm like, we ask the questions so that ones we know, I'm like, we need an audience. Yeah, need- so that's 75. We just said 35 to 50, you can do good. Most agents we're talking to are doing 5, 10, 15, not even close. Just this one plan, you could prospect for two hours a day and knock that out. And you got 75 conversations a week. That's before the weekend, which you should be technically as a realtor doing more on the weekend. I mean, open housing, you should be doing all these things. And if you're logging now 300 calls of not calls, but conversations a month, Mm -hmm. I just have to believe you are definitely going to get some money out of this. Or you suck at conversion. Or you need to sit down with us and we can talk (laughs) about how we can improve your uh, conversion. Yeah, can we just be blunt? You're you're doing a terrible job. I feel like in Sales 101, there's people who just don't get how to think outside the box in the moment and squeeze something out of nothing. You know what I'm saying? When I go to an appointment or whatever, I never think, oh, it's just going to be that. We watched you know a poor guy at Tony Robbins in the plat- platinum section, $1,700 ticket, front row. Tony Robbins baller. was just like, why should I use you to sell my house? And he was like, because I'm going to go to work for you hard. And everybody was like, how was that? And I was like, terrible. <laughs> You're the like, worst. Oh, that so give us, just to give everyone, a little, <laughs> like, give everyone a little background. Tony's going through the audience. He's talking about, you know, all right, you guys are realtors. You know, you should be the best of the best. And the way the sitting seating is, it's like the front is kind of like the ballers, right? They spent the most for the tickets. Then you had the gold where we were. Then you got silver. And then you got like homeless or we're, something. We're behind, ballers. Behind the back, right? We're ballers on a mental budget, right? So, but here's here's the funny thing. So it's like that guy. He's like throws his hand. I was like, oh hey, John Doe, why why should we? Why should I use you as a realtor? And he's like, because oh, I liked. <laughs> and like everyone in the gold section is like, we need his lunch. Where is this market? I want to move there right now and steal other market share. Jared was like jumping out of his chair, like, come I was on, like, oh, I'll do this right now. Tony, give me a microphone. And then he finally said, like, we. Uh, it was so bad that like he was hard to recover. Even Tony was like, oh well, you know, guys, he he did his best. He woke up this morning. He put his shoes on. He was like trying to redeem him. So then he calls on a lady who's in like our section on the other side, and she was like so compelling i'm like i don't know what she's selling but i'm buying she was like i'm gonna show up at your house i'm gonna make you dinner i'm gonna it was just like oh my goodness this, i was like hire her so it really just highlights the fact that you need to be able to hit on those conversations and i've been drilling my team every morning like we did it yesterday and two of them fell flat on their face and they're like i'm gonna work on it and i'm like i know you will yeah because you got to do it again tomorrow morning yeah we and asked they were like, what? at the sales meetings yeah. and it was also terrible it was like i don't know and you're like, so like well, you're not hired so you're here's the thing else. practice makes perfect because one of our agents he did terrible yesterday this morning he got on after a little bit of coaching from me and nate i was like i'd buy a house from you i mean he was like listen you know, as a VMI grad, some of the principles that I learned was trust, dedication, and honesty. I'm going to put these into practice to help you. And I'm like, get it, boy. You know I'm going to talk to somebody. It. You know he was in the shower. Or looking he told at the me he mirror. wrote it down. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and to. I told him, I was like, definitely write it down, rehearse it. Then we went to the next guy, and he started ho-humming. And I'm like, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. I was like, you got to do it next Tuesday, even though I'm not here. I'm like, we expect that we're going to hear this. And he was like, all right, I'll be ready. But you've got to practice this stuff because it's not, you're, it's not chance. You want to get paid like a pro athlete? Train like a pro athlete. Get a train like a pro athlete. Train like a pro athlete. If you want to train like a pro athlete. If you're not going to practice with the people in your sphere, guess who you get to practice on? Your leads that you're paying good money for. You get to either practice with them or you can practice with us and you can practice with your team. You can practice with the people that are helping you, right? Most of you, 
That's that's mean. Most people. <laughs> that's mean. I'm sorry. Most people, right, could not even keep up with a pro athlete's practice regime. Don't put. Don't worry about putting them in the game. Off coach. season routine. Off season routine. Just the practice. Yet people come into the real estate game and they look at people making seven figures. I can do that. I can do that. I How many people you talk to this week? Four. You're like, even if all four of those people bought houses for you, this, you're right? still not doing like, it. Think about it. We sell on an average of, of what, five to ten houses a week sometimes, depending yeah. on the team, right? You think, that's five to ten houses a week. If I was having five to ten conversations a week, I would need to sell every single human I talk to. I mean, to you got to lock all those in. To be able to produce, right? And so that number, that needs to click in. So, and Mike, where are we at on time? Because we're probably getting close. 28. All right. I love it. Here's the thing. We're going to... We're gonna, Get you on the three by five plan. You're going to double down your marketing. You're going to do what works, right? This market is not a market of choice. It's a market of action. If you don't discipline yourself, then the market's going to discipline you. So here's the the thing. Your number one skill in this market, if you do all the things we've talked about thus far, is to control the narrative, right? You have to control the narrative because you're talking to buyers and they say, I don't know if I want to buy right now. I'm scared. You're talking to sellers that are saying, I miss the market or I still want a crazy amount for my house or I think my house is worth this, right? Your knowledge of the national real estate market and data is key right now. You need to be able to talk to people and say, this is what's going on in every market right the second. Here's where the values are going. Here's what's happening. Here's the average days on markets, 35 nationwide right this second. We're selling things in an average of 10 or 11 days right now, yada, yada, yada. You need to have knowledge knowledge of the local market, right? Your MLS data, your trends. Because if you look at the nation, you may be in an area that the the values are still going up or maybe there's a market where values are going down. So you have to have that knowledge. Three, you have to have the belief that it's still a good time to buy or sell. If you don't believe that, how are you going to get your clients to believe that? <laughs> are you a con artist? Because that's essentially what you're trying to do. If you're if you're selling anything that's drifter. false, then you're just a con artist. So yeah. unless you believe that, then it, you're 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 going to drown in this market. And lastly, local knowledge, national knowledge, belief that it's a good time to buy. Data over drama. The last thing is your ability to convey one, two, and three effectively. If you cannot convey these things to the people that you're talking to, they will not use you. They're going to use somebody else, or they're not going to buy at all. They're going to get cold feet. They're not going to sell at all. They're going to get cold feet. Buyers are in a better place this year, 5 to 10% in a better position right now than they were a year ago, right? They're, they're getting appraisals again. They're getting home inspections again. They're not having to go up 30, they're 40, They're getting closing costs. They're getting some closing costs. That's what you convey to your buyers right this second to say, hey, guys, yeah, maybe stuff's going to soften a little bit. Hey, rates have come back down from six and a half down into the fives. Take advantage right this second. Marry the house. Date the rate. We can refinance you later. Let's get you some closing calls. Get you an inspection. Make sure your house is tight. And we're going to get you in a house this year, right? Four out of six recessions, home prices have still increased anywhere from three and a half to six and a half percent. That's four out of the last six. The only one where values dropped dramatically was 2008, which was caused by subprime mortgages. This is not a 2008 situation, and I believe it was the Great Depression, but if you look at the stats, it only went down like 1.9% throughout the entire recession. So we're not in a doom and gloom scenario, but we are in a scenario where you need to tighten up to make sure that you're still going to be able to sell and not only survive, but thrive through this market. 
Galen, anything yep. else? I, I had date over drama that you just covered. My last bit is just your follow-up. Pay close attention to your post-closing touches because that is what leads to residual business that leads to your referrals and stuff. And so one of the things that we talked about is like, you've got to love your clients, love up on them. You to touch them, send them gifts, do, do whatever you can uh, to make sure that they feel engaged, feel appreciated because people, when they feel appreciated, they're going to say, you know what? I, I love that interaction that I had with Jared. I love that interaction yep. I had with Galen. I think this would be a good fit for you, my sorority brother, my fraternity brother, my uncle, my cousin, all these things. You want to be able to cover all of those bases at a time like this, because if you don't, I am, we will. That's right. Feel free. Don't call them. See you on the other side of the listing appointment. We yeah, can uh, we're going to be driving off best friend team up video, just dancing. That's You're right. Like, That's the house I was going to list. I want to be in a video. And it's like, hey, sorry, you you didn't listen. That's so. right. Guys, if you're in the Richmond market and you're looking for a great real estate team, feel free to reach out to us. If you're looking to grow your business and you're not in the Richmond, Virginia market and you're anywhere else in the world, not the country, we have agents in Germany, agents in Brazil, agents that are looking all over the world to be a part of our network. Reach out to us. We'll show you what it means to join our group, to partner with us, how we can help you grow your business and take it to the next level as always continue to watch our podcast subscribe like comment what you like to hear uh below and that's it if you want to reach me you can get to me at underscore underscore the davis group on instagram or you can email me at jared at central galen where they find you you can find me at galen at central or you can text me at 804-274-9016 or on instagram your realtor's favorite realtor rv Hey. There it is. And this has been another episode of Mega Real Estate Talk. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. If you have a real estate question that you would like to ask Jared or Galen, reach out to them at Jared at CentralVARealty.com or Galen at CentralVARealty.com. Who knows? It may even be featured on an upcoming episode.